0: This garb, rough day, this garb, rough day, this garb, rough day, they
1: died. And we're back, we're fucking back, and he told me. It's not necrophilia, it's graveyard love. It's Mr. Rob Motherfucking
0: Fortune. Thank you for that introduction. (laughs) Now I'd I'd like to introduce this man. He's got no time for clingers, saying, stay with me, please. He sends them back to the streets with sexually transmitted disease. Yo!
1: (laughs) That was good. That was good. Very good. I like that one. That was... That was, uh, <laughs> man, thank you for that. I appreciate. it That was good. <laughs> okay, I the little, little, that was good. Little, a little bit of that was some good rhymes. I think he spent probably like five minutes on that because it was it, it didn't take much. Mister Rob Fortune has a lot of wit and guile. Um, oh. And thank you for that, it's a good sir. Um, but we move on to this guy. <laughs> he calls jerking off, putting it in a chokehold. It's Mister <laughs> Jack Falcon. <laughs>
0: What's up? How's <clears throat> that nice. for a soundboard? That's Great. That was good.
1: That was good. Fantastic. Good. All right. Are we gonna do some in the news? Are we doing are I we... love
2: that I love that everyone can use the soundboard. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be something on
1: Jomo's computer. Oh no, 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 no. Everyone I was thinking
2: it. like that old Newgrounds one. It would just be like Jack Black fucking quotes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh.
1: No. It's not. It's for everyone <laughs> to use. This is America, God damn it. <laughs> we're not we're not communist fucking you know, Poland or something like that. This is America.
2: (laughs) Yo, this one is called Ear Grape. (laughs) I have no clue how to turn it
0: off
1: once it started. So
0: I, uh what I have for in the news this week, I'm playing the new death bulge video game called uh Battle of the Bands. Uh, okay. it approaches uh, Super Mario RPG and it's like joke telling. It's fucking fun. It's funny. Uh yeah, I'm into it. I'm news. looking
1: it up right now. And a few things. Um I'll, I'll take a look at it. Um there's a that new fucking Disney Lorcana TCG is out. Um apparently everyone's mm-hmm. going ape shit over it and I just want to remind him it'll never beat Pokemon. Two (laughs) my state which is now California is now super fucked. Um, Any day now I might lose power during this cast who knows Um, but uh, we're fucked. We're fucked and it's going to flood and then everyone's going to eat each other and then Joe Biden doesn't give a fuck about Hawaii Um,
0: yeah hell yeah
1: (laughs) he straight up does not <laughs> give a fuck. Um yeah. it is what it is. Um he's giving four billion to Ukraine, that's nice, but uh you know, seven hundred dollars per resident of Hawaii is enough, even though their lives are destroyed. So there's that. Mm. No big
0: deal. Mm.
2: Mm. Yo, Jummo. Where does where does Pokemon <laughs> where does Pokemon rank with like MTG? How far below it? Or is it above?
1: Um, I think Magic the Gathering is more popular. Um by by sales and by uh players. Yeah. But Pokemon is I think a very close second. But uh Magic is for the guys who have a lot of what do I say, crater and pizza face, um, that <laughs> is their own, they're not gonna get a wife. It is what it is. That's their only only way of life
0: is to play Magic mm. the Gathering. I used to play both games and I think um, Pokemon is more intended for like teens, -teens, preteens, younger and like collector types, whereas Magic the Gathering, you'll have people who like uh, make make it their whole entire life. Yeah. And yeah, but so I think it's a I think Magic the Gathering is deeper as far as strategy and all that. Uh, And you'll you'll have adults make their whole life about it. And like Jomo was joking about, you know, people who've never been married and all that you definitely get that. (laughs)
2: yeah i always thought like the evolutions in like the card game were cool for pokemon how you could have like the three different cards and evolve them i don't know shit about it i just know that i thought that was cool (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) jomo you put some thought into this soundboard
1: yeah let's uh let's jomo Jomo
2: sat there and thought of all the possible (laughs) shit i could say and how he wanted to respond (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know here, here's the thing is uh you and i've been friends uh for quite some time and i know how to just push your fucking buttons like an asshole so this is this is why i like doing shit like this is to kind of... yeah but
2: it doesn't bother me though i like that you're an asshole
1: yeah it's yeah. i'm an asshole <laughs> yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: Bruh. okay so we have two great bands that we're going to talk about today um rob why don't you uh why don't you hit us with it or mr jack falcon
0: no, uh, so uh so I chose two bands that have a 2023 album out. So, like, uh, one of the things I want to do with this podcast is bring light to bands who are existing right now. I mean, it's, it's cool when we do bands that are long dead or whatever, you know, but, like, you know, there are bands that need our fucking attention right now that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, uh, if we support them, they might still be around to make additional albums from now. So I'm into it. So uh, th- there's Mutoid Man, who I'd like to do first, and then after that I'd like to do uh, Sleep Token. Very good. i wanted to do that earlier
2: yeah uh yeah so yeah mutoid man and sleep token uh you said mutoid first
0: yeah i like to do them first cool yeah i was looking through the
2: soundboard okay <clears throat> let me drop the the artworks in so one thing that uh jumbo do you know what band uh two of the members of mutoid man have been in like they're famous it's not it's not gonna be a like a band you've never heard of i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say mastodon
1: no no i
2: think you're in the vicinity they were in converge oh um, yeah. okay
1: so the drummer was in converge or is in converge, uh, the guitar
2: so. player was as well he i don't know if he was ever a full-time member but he's played on albums and songs
1: yeah okay that makes sense uh, it drummer. does
2: make sense because when i heard this drummer i was like this dude's fucking awesome and i should have mm-hmm. known right away that a drummer like that doesn't just walk in off the fucking street mm-hmm. um so yeah mutoid man i'm gonna just give a well give you a little information about the band, and then we'll move on to the two recordings. Uh, So they're an American heavy metal band formed in 2012 in Brooklyn, New York, by cave vocalist-guitarist Stephen Brodsky, who did play on some Converge stuff, and Converge drummer Ben uh, Collar, and bassist Nick Kagiao. Uh, who has been replaced by the high-on-fire bassist Jeff Matz in 2021. So on the newest album is the new bass player, and on the first album is the old bass player. Uh, They released two EPs and three studio albums to date. Their music is described as metalcore, but noted that it engages not just with hardcore punk and heavy metal, but also rock and roll, math rock, progressive rock, and psychedelic music. Pitchfork celebrated their debut album, Bleeder, for embracing both numbskull hard rock and uh, cerebral progressive metal at a time where the two approaches have become almost mutually exclusive in heavy metal. Kala recorded some songs as a two-piece band with Brodsky in mid-2012 under the name Mutoid Man. The project was properly announced in March 2013. Uh, Their debut album, uh, Helium Head, which is an EP, but sometimes they consider it like their debut album, uh, was released November 2013 through Magic Bullet Records, describing the sound of their new project, Brodsky said the material picks up from where we left off with Caven sh- the shapeshifter, dead already. single. Uh, the two of us ran with that sound and formula and took it as far as we could go. Collar uh, and Brodsky have later joined, uh, were later joined by bassist Nick uh, Kageow, uh to form the three-piece band and released their first full-length leader in June 2015. Excuse me, in June 2015, their second full-length album, War Moans in June 2017, and Mutants in July 2023. Mutoid Man are also the house band for the two or for two minutes to midnight, a heavy metal themed talk show. I believe Rob has seen that show before. I see it on YouTube, but I've never actually watched it. Uh, So we're talking about two of their records today. First one, Helium Head from 2013. It's a seven-track EP released in 2013, coming in just under 17 minutes long. Uh, The final track on some releases is The Manimals, which is a cover of the Animals' 1965 hit, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, which itself is a cover of the 1964 hit by Nina Simone. Both of those versions are fucking awesome, and the one on Helium Head is awesome as well. Rob, what do you think of this record?
0: Uh, It's funny, I haven't heard, uh, I saw you post that, I didn't understand what it was, because the version I have doesn't have that song on it, so I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah, okay, Um, I'm I'm giving Helium Head my number two for the week, I fucking love this album, okay, so first of all, Ben Collar's probably my favorite drummer of all time, I'm not saying he's the best of all time, I'm saying he's my favorite, like, there's so many times I'm in a fucking rage, and I listen to Ben, and I feel fucking awesome, that's like the heart of 1K caveman touching the heart of another caveman he just fucking speaks mm. to me he's a fucking beast and uh yeah he's he, i fucking love that guy now steven brodsky the vocalist uh guitar player so um the f- one of the first albums i ever bought was cave in, their album jupiter back in uh 2000 i think it came out i think i hated it at first and then i, ca- I came to kind of love it like there's four really good songs on it like that album has a bunch of, like, weird chord changes, and, like, it, it could make you uncomfortable, but there was, there was some genius there. And then uh, I that guy kind of, like, struggled for a while, I think. I, I, I saw him, uh, like, uh, uh, I saw him as a singer-guitar player for a while, a bunch of weird chords. Songs weren't really working, but, but like, I was glad he was still going. And then I saw him in some fucking rock band in, in, in Cam- the Cambridge area, and it was, like kind of good but kind like it was fucking missing something uh so when when this band came out i thought he had fucking found it like he like i i i fucking love mutoid man it it, it approaches converge except it's uh i don't know it's more fun it's more because there's more of like a rock like you know it's all it's pretty much it's the this the screaming in it but it's like a lot of singing and this the, the vocals actually work in this band and like uh i don't know yeah helium head is their most like raw sounding? Like the guitars aren't as compressed, and like this album isn't catchy. It's there's the, the the mathness of this album is fucking off the wall, and it's fucking I don't know. It's a fucking brutal album. Uh, yeah, the version I have it's 17 minutes long, and the last one's a a live version of Friday the 13th. Eighth. So you take that song out. This is a 15 minute long album and it's like every song rules I mean they're not hits they're not like catchy like fucking songs, but they rip your fucking face off uh they all sound fucking amazing uh like you know balls to the wall and i like there were a bunch of times uh this week when um I was kind of falling asleep, and uh like I, I put this on and it fucking woke me up this 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 album sounds awesome at night, it sounds awesome at day. I fucking love this band. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm giving it second for the week. That's it.
2: I'm giving this number one for the week. Uh, yeah, so this record is short. Uh, packs a punch, straight to the point. There is no bullshitting on this album. And I'll tell you, like, this grabbed me by the balls immediately when I first put it on and like never let go. So I was working out to this, <clears throat> just loving it in general. I've listened to it tons of times. Uh, yeah, the recording quality of this is relatively rough. So the later Mutoid Man stuff was recorded... Uh, with uh, Kurt Ballou, who's the guitar player of Convert. He has a studio in Salem, I think. Uh, We've talked about other bands who have recorded with him before. Uh, They've done some, like Mutants is recorded there. They've done a couple other of them recorded there. This one was not. I don't know where this one was recorded. So it is rougher like sound quality-wise but i was wondering like if this was recorded better if they went in and re-recorded it would it really do that much for it like the song's already kick ass as is even if they're in like a questionable recording quality not i don't want to say questionable like it's bad it could be better let's just say that uh, yeah this is a great start for a band uh there's a great there's like the, a huge mix of genres going on here right so there's like punk in here there's old school black sabbath i actually hear like some rock revival so uh, if you remember like the early 2000s bands like jet and stuff were like bringing rock back i do yeah. hear that in here <laughs> i hear like the idea of it like rock coming back i do hear that in there there's speed metal in here um so yeah when rob was saying that he listened to cave in and uh felt that some of it was off-putting uh, i felt like that multiple times with this band over this week not necessarily like, on this record but there are times where i was like okay yeah that i don't know what the fuck that riff is but uh i can see people hating it um but anyway uh, there's a great hour-long concert uh that was done by kerrang on youtube the problem is like the mix isn't good so you might say okay well that's not a good concert like if it doesn't sound great but like the playing is really good uh the energy is there the 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 fucking crowd kind of sucks you know the problem with like crowds now is just everyone has their phone out and they're just filming it yes but <clears throat> yeah they're like not there with everybody else but uh the performance is legit is what i want to get at the guitar is kind of like way too low it gets drowned out too much i don't like his distortion i actually have problems with the distortion the guitar distortion quite a bit with this band like not for me to hate it or anything but i i it doesn't do like 100% uh what i wanted to do now rob was saying that um the, a lot of the stuff like isn't meant to be catchy the first song on this record uh i think the chorus is the catchiest part of the entire week narcissist has like the chorus is fucking amazing um I, i'm giving that song like banger status that's like when i put that song on i was like okay i'm in yep this is exactly what i wanted uh so i had kind of different Thoughts when I so I've never heard I haven't listened to either of these bands. When I first put this on, I was like, "Yep, yeah, okay, I, I see Rob." I see Rob loving this. When I put on the other band, I was like, "Okay, I think I, I have the wrong band. I have to. I think I picked the wrong record." Um, but this one, I was like, "Yeah, uh, this is exactly what I was expecting." So uh, this song after that, Scavengers. Uh, so people were saying that it's crazy how Steve Brodsky can play this stuff and sing it at the same time. They might have been in the concert. They might have been here. I don't remember uh, how he's like playing these riffs and he's singing over them. It is a talent that not everybody has. I can't do it even with like with the most simple strum chord bullshit. I still get messed up. Dave Mustaine is like a fucking master at he's like one of the kings of being able to sing over the craziest fucking guitar parts. Poison is the cure, is like one of the whack ass ones where he can sing and play at the same time. Anyway, but he does pull it off. He pulls it off on the record, which he's obviously doing, he's not doing simultaneously, but he can play it live. He doesn't flub the fucking lines. They're exactly what they're supposed to be. They're crisp. He's he's playing them, he's doing both things perfectly. And so yeah, he is able to do it. A song after that, scrape the walls. One of the best songs on the record. Uh, I love his screaming in it. Yeah, this, this, th- there's no bullshit here. This is a great compact uh, recording of just great songs. Balls to the wall.
1: It's, I don't know, it's fucking great. Jomo, what do you think of this record? Uh, I'm just gonna say this as a disclaimer for all my opinions. I'm um, gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Okay, so uh, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say that the cover art first off for Helium Head. <coughs> holy shit! It is a. Uh, it's like an LSD trip from Fear and Loathing, man. Like, I, I see it, yeah. and it's just fucking throwing my mind off. Um, what I love about this band, it sounds like a love child between Josh Homme and Mastodon. And it, th- this album specifically, it, it's so good. Like, I, you're, both your opinions, like, I can't even add on to to what Rob said and what you said. It, it's just, uh, like, I concur, man. This is for, definitely, for me, I would say a uh, 7 out of 10 for the week. I'd rate it as a good fucking album. It's definitely above average. It is even though the recording quality got it, it's it's a little rough around the edges and it may not be as uh, well composed or put together as mutants. But I would say that it is fucking phenomenal. But it, I feel like this band is trying to do the most right in, in a good way. And I am putting them down slightly, but n- not fully. OK, if you look at Taylor Swift. She's a woman clearly struck with stinky pussy syndrome and is bipolar disorder. She plays uh, simple dumb music <laughs> to delusional, uh, self-absorbed bitches who have HPV. Um, <laughs> she does the least and is bereft of fucking talent and is swimming in revenue of mm. from the narcissistic cunt wallets of America. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. this album is not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: uh-huh. mm-hmm.
1: You are gay. Okay, so I'll just say this, man. Like giving it a seven out of ten for the week, it's not a bad album. Yes, the recording quality is a little rough, but um, uh, I just had to take a jab at Taylor Swift because she makes vastly more money than me. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, she does. Um, so uh, yeah, sac- a
2: couple of songs I want to talk about: sacrilege. Uh, like that song should be fucking huge. Uh, song mm-hmm. "Lost in the Hive" um becomes like absolute fucking chaos, and I love it. If it wasn't like perfect enough, you get lead, you get some lead lines, then you get like the harmonies on the lead lines. And if this was the if you listen to the version where Lost in the Hive is the last song, uh fucking perfect song to end the record on, goes out like a fucking champ. If you have the want the animals, uh that song, okay, so I haven't heard that song in fucking like 20 years, and that song was written like 30 years before I ever heard it. But when I was listening to this, I kept getting pulled back into it because it's a melody everybody knows. As soon as you if after this if you go back and listen to it, you're going to know you're going to know the song fucking in 2 seconds. Uh, I listened to the original version also, which is fucking great as well. It's kind of like a jazzier thing and it's really fucking good. Anyway, the song in general is awesome that you probably have to like be terrible to fuck it up uh but anyway their cover is great and it's 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 another like kind of anchor point that i had this week because it kept like bringing me back uh beginning that like narcissist was one it doesn't matter like where you felt fo- like what you're listening to as soon as that comes on it's like you can kind of like anchor it back to like okay i'm in the beginning of this record i'm at the end of this record and yeah i don't know it's great i i love it i love uh covers that are fucking different do something different and they do something different there uh and they did a great job with it this whole record is fucking awesome it's going into my rotation. Uh, Rob, you want to say anything
0: else? Um, I'm ready to move on.
2: Okay. will read a couple of YouTube comments. We'll move on. First one says, I didn't expect such levels of awesomeness. Next one, master musicians at work. Uh, next comment, is it just me or is any band on Sergeant House Records the coolest sounding thing ever? Uh, next one says, blows my mind how Brodsky is able to pull off these licks while singing live. Yep, there's another person saying it. And lastly, I saw these dudes open for Dillinger Escape Plan. Got to say, I enjoyed them more than Dillinger. Oh. I do want to see them live because, uh, that, like I said, that Kerrang! video uh, wasn't doing the guitar any justice.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, so next album we're gonna talk about by them is Mutants, which was just released in 2023. It's a 10-track record. Uh, comes in just under 39 minutes long. It's their third full-length studio album. And it features guest vocals by Nate Newton of Converge and Aaron Turner of ISIS don't ask me what songs they sing on. I was cool. trying to like go through and find, I couldn't find exactly which ones. I mean, there's not a whole ton here, but there's a bunch of shit going on, uh, as well as additional, uh, lyrics to unborn and memory hole by Kurt Ballou of converge. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of uh, mutants?
1: Hmm. I'm going to come. That's what it made me want to fucking <laughs> do, man. This is, album nice. is phenomenal, man. Um, I have some critiques about the lead singer guitarist, man. Um, first, uh, talented right fucking this dude is the shit however here's my problem with him the dude was influenced by slash and anyone who's influenced <laughs> by slash to me is i i think that they're a little retarded and it is what it is um i don't like slash um how do you know this though it i, I looked it up man he there was oh, okay. a few interviews that he did um yeah with 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 magazines and it basically said that hey he was like one of my influences was slash and i was like oh okay i'm checked out but all right Uh, (laughs) but but thank you um but but instrumentally right if you take just the instrumentals without the singing i think the little the vocals are subdued uh, at times it's just like it's kind of bland and boring and it's kind of there's almost like a rockabilly-ish kind of feel with it and i don't i don't like that shit man it's just I, I, I think he's got a, a wide range, and he can truly go into that range and explore. But instrumentally is, is a motherfucker, man. It gives you like a raging fucking boner when you listen to this thing. I'm thinking, oh my god, holy shit! <laughs> like this album is fucking <laughs> legit, man. Um, one song, um, like Siren Song, man. To me, it sounds very Macedonish, but in like the best way. They got a lot of influence from them. Um, it's definitely rock revival shit. It is phenomenal, man. I can't even say too much about it anymore, but it's, it's, it's just amazing. This is good shit. I'm surprised I never even fucking heard of this band, man. So if, if you haven't picked up this album, I would give it a freaking uh, 7.5 out of 10. It's really good. I would check it out.
2: (laughs) See, if you didn't say that you saw him expressed that he was influenced by slash i would never have gotten it from his playing at all uh, i'm giving this number two for the week this is a great record as well uh, so this came out six years after warmoans and they've had a new member of the band since then so there's like always this possibility that this wouldn't kind of hit the heights that they might have been able to hit uh, with the old bass player and putting it out uh, earlier than this or writing it recording it earlier than this. Uh we have better recording uh than before. Uh there's tons of cool shit going on to this record and it's tight as hell. So one of the things I brought up is like, okay, Call of the Void. When I first put this song, this album on that fucking guitar riff, I was like, what is that fucking riff? I don't know if it's a distortion. I don't know what the fuck it is, if it's just the riff in general, like natively. But it, the intro riff to this record is an acquired taste and it would it's going to make some people be like, nah, I'm out. Uh, the more you listen to it, the more you can be like, yeah, I love this riff. But when I remember when I first heard it, I was like, the fuck is that? Um, anyway, I'm giving that song banger status. Uh, tone of the bass and the guitar together after the chorus. Like yeah, I got a boner on that shit. Okay, Frozen Hearts. Jomo brought up some stuff that he was saying was kind of boring vocally. Oh, so I have this in my notes where I was saying there's a pause in the chorus where he says in our frozen hearts and I love that shit. But I was like, okay, it might be boring for some people. Some people might hear it and be like, okay, millions of bands have done it. I'm I'm out on that. I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite songs on the record and there's like this there's there's a lot of like evil notes in the, the, this band. You can hear it when they, in that uh, concert that I mentioned, but there's these constant like, evil notes. There's a bunch in Frozen Hearts. Uh, you brought up Siren Song. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I like about that song. And the funny thing is that that is kind of like a siren song in its own because I, when I think about it, it's like I don't know exactly what attracts me to it, but I am attracted to it. I think it's fucking good. It's like something pulls me in, and I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, there's another guitar riff that I think is an acquired taste. Also, there's a song, uh, the seventh song, which is Siphon. Um, so I think that's another riff that is going to continue to divide people. And I think that hearing uh, you know Rob bring in Kevin, uh, it's like. I think this guy does this stuff. I don't know if it's just how he naturally writes or he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write something that is going to, some people are going to like, and some people are going to fucking hate, but I do constantly get it from this dude, uh, but give it a couple listens and it'll feel normal to you. And there's like galloping style drums in that song that just fucking get me going. Rob, what do you think of mutants?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I love this album. I'm giving it number three for the week. Uh, what do I want to say about it? Okay. So Okay so oh yeah I'm going to back up a bit because Bleeder is a good album uh so that was after Helium Head and uh, my favorite Mutoid Man song is on Bleeder. Uh song uh and like their their the guitar tone you guys have been saying that like uh you didn't like the guitar tone on Helium Head like it was uh, uh so I'm I'm saying that tone was rough and then from then on there's kind of like a cleaner sound to it. So whether that's better for you or worse for for you it, it improves from Bleeder on I would say. Uh, but yeah, so bleeder was good, and then hormones I thought was too slow and kind of boring. I, I I never I don't have any attachment to hormones, and so mutants I think is kind of like them coming back for me. It's like they're they're good again. Uh, their songwriting I think is like, catchier. Like they have more of like a punk influence. They have like more of, like a, like the the punk woes, and um, so there's more of an eye uh, an eye on that. There's less of the math craziness and more like you know. Uh, Catchy catchier better songwriting i don't know if the word's better but like you know if helium head is more avant-garde like rip your face off this album is has balls but it's it has like uh um you know more pop songwriting in mind uh even if it's not a pop band it's like you know i don't know you know i don't know if i'm making any sense but yes uh more repetition is what i'm saying so Okay, yeah, but yeah, uh, there's a couple of songs, a couple of lyrics that I I think there's a a moment in Broken Glass Ceiling where he talks about talking about the fucking weather or something like that. Uh, And there's Graveyard Love reminded me of, like, Psychobilly or some shit like that. There's a few times where the lyrics pull me out, but I do think this is a good album, and uh, to me, this is, like, Uh, I thought this band might be dead and they went down a road that I couldn't follow follow them on but to me they're fucking back Uh, yeah this is a fucking good album Uh, third place that's it
2: yeah if you want that punk feel you said rockabilly like yeah graveyard love the, the bass drums and the speed of that song like will hook anybody when i hear that i'm like mm, this is what i fucking want right now uh so th- there's a song setting sun which ends this so if i were to think about like just what i hear influence wise like in the song setting sun which i think is a song that should be fucking blasted everywhere i actually get if you listen to the song poison was the cure i brought it up before uh the ending of that song i get that in setting sun at points um but I think the song ends the record really well, and then there's a song before that, "Memory Hole," which got stuck in my head immediately uh, first time I heard it. The vocals mixed with the music, fucking work really well. So yeah, this I, I will be listening to the other uh, albums these guys have put out. They're a fun band. Uh, everyone's very talented, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I want to see what else what else they've released. Uh, read a couple YouTube comments and we'll move on. First one says elements of rock, prog rock, punk metal, hardcore, even sludgy stoner swaggery vibes. It's all there. They're almost unclassifiable at this point. Uh, next comment. I'd love to see them perform with red fang, mastodon and clutch. Mm. Uh, next one. The, the bass and guitar tones are absolutely crushing it. And I love it. Uh, next one. Harmony is going nuts on this one. Sounds great. And lastly, reminds me of something off the swords best records. I don't know who that is, but this reminds them of this, of them. Mm. Uh, is there anything else that anyone wants to say about uh, Mutoid Man?
0: Uh, what? Thumbs up, uh
2: Also, Mutoid Man is one of the bosses in Smash TV, which is one of the best video games of all time. Uh, so, if you haven't played it recently, go play it. Mm.
0: All
2: right, let me drop the artwork and we'll talk about this band. <clears throat> Does anyone God. need to use the bathroom? <laughs> Are we all set? I
0: don't.
2: Okay. Oh, oh. I hate you. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to talk about Sleep Token. Sleep Token are a British alternative metal band from London formed in 2016. They are an anonymous mask collective led by a frontman using the moniker Vessel. Uh, Jomo, do you know anything about this band?
1: Um, I know that they're British and that bothers me. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> all right the band's music is said to be dedicated to an ancient deity known as sleep who promised vessel glory and magnificence if he followed him in a dream vessel tells complex stories of toxic relationships self-harm possibly even suicide and mental illness rich hobson of metal hammer explains that the members who all wear masks and cloaks obscure their faces they don't talk on stage uh, and they have only done one interview and the interview that they did was uh via text or writing not in person vessel so there's four members of the this band vessel who is the uh, vocalist guitar player uh and keyboard player he is also the main songwriter of the band uh the drummer is named two like the number two mm. uh the bass player is named three and the guitar player is named four uh vessel and two are the only members of the band who have been credited as av- av- excuse me, who have been credited as performers on Sleep Tokens studio albums. Two is the only member apart from Vessel who has been given songwriting credits. So structurally here, you have a very ghost style band. They're anonymous. One person is doing 90% of the lifting. Um, Now, this band is not actually anonymous. People, you know, the internet is full of autists. So they figured out who everyone in this band is. There are also like three female... um, singers who are like backup singers and people know exactly who they are uh they they do this band does a bunch of stuff with codes and people have gone on to like uh, they've unscrambled all kinds of shit by this band if you look at the artwork the the white one the artwork goes down further the actual original one and there's a bunch of symbols that say the name of it which is uh, uh take me back to eden so people like figured out what the fuck the symbols meant before it came out anyway uh they've been categorized under many different genres including alternative metal post-rock metal progressive metal indie pop rock uh, they've been they self-released their own debut A.P. Excuse me, their own debut EP one in 2016. They issued a follow-up two the next year. Uh, they later signed to Spine Farm Records and released a debut full-length album, Sundowning, in 2019, which was followed in 2021 by This Place Will Become Your Tomb, and uh, third album, Take Me Back to Eden, was released in May 2023. Uh, so This Place Will Become Your Tomb is a 12-track record released in 2021, coming in just over 52 minutes. It's the band's uh, second studio album reaching number 39 on the UK Albums Chart and contains the singles Alkaline, The Love You Want, and Fall For Me. At the end of 2021, Distorted Sound Magazine ranked This Place Will Become Your Tomb as the third best album of the year behind Trivium's In the Court of the Dragon and Spirit Box's Eternal Blue. So yeah, this is a band that when I kept putting them on, I continuously thought I was listening to the wrong band, and then I thought I was listening to the wrong album. Uh, It's just, it's not that this band is bad or anything, but they are completely different from uh, Mutoid Man, and also i didn't realize how big this band was these guys go, went viral in the beginning of like 2023 when uh, their newest album released which means the dick lickers are out in fucking full swing <laughs> comment section of these are i would say cringe I, i'm i'm going to say it also is very ghost-ish there are people who are like fucking in love with ghosts and that's that's fine if you are uh but i'm like really i don't know so this band gets heavier as they go um i think that this record though so the recording quality is fucking great it's pretty much flawless it builds it flows seamlessly it's it's well done there is a there is a a completely instrumental version of this album as well uh which i had listened to first not realizing i was like oh this album is completely instrumental it is not completely instrumental at all um but this these guys did take a little while to click for me there's lots of stuff going on you got to let it sink in Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't listen to these guys for any individual pieces of things like music or, or songs or riffs, but it's more kind of the overall product. Uh, I don't know. You can kind of like vibe and zone out to it. I liked driving around. I had to do a bunch of driving over the past week and I liked driving around listening to this. Um, and I was going to make a joke about, uh, Vessel being able to remain anonymous as long as he isn't a dickhead to his bandmates. Uh, but then, like I said, the internet's full of fucking autism so people already went and unmasked these motherfuckers uh this record is good i would listen to it quite a bit uh it's not as heavy as they get later on i don't know, like later on they get heavier and lighter at the same point but these dudes are huge at this point like just go to youtube and there's fucking thousands of videos about people reacting to them people solving their riddles or whatever people talking about them um the only gripe i have with the fan base of uh, sleep token is that they're too fucking weak man like everyone's always like oh i'm crying listening to this this song broke me like just fucking listen to it <laughs> Rob, what do you think what do you think of this album
0: Oh, uh, you, you 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 said me yeah okay yeah uh uh yeah okay so um i i kind of wish i didn't hear everything you just said because <laughs> like okay so like backing up i loved ghost and i loved their their fucking thing and then when Tobias Forge like unmasked himself and he's like, oh, by the way, I do all of the songwriting. Everything's me. And then his next album was kind of mediocre, and he's been kind of like on a downward fucking spiral ever since. And like, like I still listen to Ghost like uh, like a a couple like a um, a year ago. Like I went on a a car trip and I listened to like all of their albums back to back until he unmasked himself. Uh, You know, which so it's like I. but like that ghost is the last fucking band that will do that to me and like actually like i loved doing the smashing pumpkins a couple of months ago but like that like that kind of intensified my whole feelings about the whole thing where he, uh, uh, on fucking Rogan, uh, uh, Corgan was like, yeah, um, all the people in my life told me that I should give my entire band songwriting credits because that just means that they get more money. And I was like, no, fuck them. And then somehow it's, it's, uh, their fault for the advice that they gave me. And it's just like, no, you fucking fucked your own bandmates and you're still not apologetic about it. You're still blaming other people for you ruining your bandmate's life. So when I see that, this, so everything you just said about this band like resembling Ghost, I just like, uh, I, I, I'm getting a fucking bad vibe, and that fucking sucks. I discovered this band like a week ago. Uh, some fucking um, guy on Instagram did a, uh, a cover of one of their songs and uh, was highlighting the like, uh, the Christian elements of it, and uh, I liked it, and so I started listening and I was into it, so I wanted to share. Um, yeah, like and then yeah, so this this album This Place Will Become Your Tomb was reminding me of uh porcupine tree a bit i i Mm -hmm. I thought i thought about bringing up porcupine tree uh a couple months ago i i I talk about them every now and then on the podcast they were one of my favorite bands in 2005 i saw them live uh i didn't like how the drummer whined and i didn't like how the guitar player whined but i loved until i heard them fucking whining on stage like i loved how metal they were i loved how soft they were i loved how like When they were soft, they were like Coldplay, except like more technical because Coldplay is kind of awesome, but way too fucking boring and simplistic. So it's like having like a more technical Coldplay plus having like brutal fucking brutality and odd time signatures and polyrhythms on top of it like fucking porcupine tree fucking did it for me. And so when I hear this place will become your tomb, it's kind of like they're they're doing what porcupine tree did, but they're doing it in 2023. So maybe their production quality is maybe even a little bit better. And maybe they're doing certain things stylistically a little bit better uh, due to technology improvements or whatever, but they're doing something stylistically awesome here uh this place will become your tomb i don't think the songwriting is exactly there yet i think the songwriting gets better on the next album there were moments on this album that i really liked but mostly yeah it's 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 a good vibe uh but also like i was listening to this album like late at night and i was fucking falling asleep so i put on mutoid i put on mutoid man and had a much better time that shit woke me up that's what i fucking needed so uh yeah and there is a weird contrast between these two bands. They don't really fit, but they both have a 2023 album. That's that's the uh, that's the that's, you know. But yeah, anyways, I'm giving this place will become your tomb number 4 for the week. It's it's good. It's not as good as the other ones. That's it.
2: Okay. Yeah, one thing I I really like is that um so if you take a song like like that it's the fourth song so again like i don't there's no like riff i'm when i listen to megadeth i'm like oh shit i love this riff i want to hear it 50 times in a row i I was never like that listening to this record again i think it's more of like the total package than it is the individual pieces and a song like uh like that so like there's nothing crazy about like what's going on but there's multiple things happening simultaneously in the mix and it and they get added together and they kind of create this like larger than life style song and then the mix makes it sound like even like even even bigger than it was before uh, this album opens with a fucking beautiful song called Atlantic. I, uh, I it's, I award that a song like banger status. It's this beautiful dark way to open it up. It starts with just piano uh, and vocals and then everybody comes in. There is, so this band impressed me a couple times. There's a song called fall for me and I'm always going to show some love to an extended acapella singing song uh, I talked about it with Alanis Morissette. I, we don't get it all that often, and I'm not even so sure if any of these songs are actually done a cappella or if they just cut the music out afterwards. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and believe that it happened. Um And I kept waiting for the whole band to kick in and make it this predictable as hell boring fucking shit song. And it never happened. And I was like, good for you, because it gave me this dynamic that I was looking for and you didn't make it cookie cutter, lame bullshit. Uh, Another song I hit, Distraction. Uh, I am surprised that song wasn't a single, has some of the least amount of views on YouTube. And, um... Like I I, when I'm listening to this album, people call them a metal band. Now we didn't listen to their first record, and we didn't listen to the two EPs they have out. Uh, But when I like, if I listen to both these records, they do get more metal at points. When we go forward to the next record, but I'm like, what would you really call this album? If this was the only one released by them, what would this band be called? I was I put in like ambient rock. I don't know. It does have this ambiance about it. They're creating again like this kind of. Atmosphere, but it, there is there's metal elements going on, but there's nothing like crazy fucking heavy. Like it's not like mutoid man heavy. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of uh, th- of this record?
1: You better shut your mouth or I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> okay. We're, we're we're talking about sleep token, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Welcome to the show.
1: Uh, no, I was there. I just i i kind of <laughs> checked out because when you're talking, I'm like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the soundboard is the best thing you've ever brought to the show, Joe.
1: Other than my opinion or humor, got it. All right, so I think the first thing that popped in my head when I heard fucking this album, uh, this place, is like, I thought, did Bono fuck Tesseract? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, this, this, this to me is like, This is like some Black Mirror. Like, if Black Mirror manifested itself into a fucking band and said, hey, this is Black Mirror music, I'm like, oh my God, it'd be Sleep Token because there, it it just, nothing makes sense. Everything's left and right. It's all over the fucking place. The singer is like, It's like the English ghost. So you know how English people, they always rip off of fucking other people's music and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, they they Mm -hmm. ruin societies and colonize everything. Well, I'll just say this. (laughs) Um, Why do you have to wear the mask, bro? Like, why? Why must you wear the mask? Or why are you trying to remain anonymous? And for that long of a time before he was d um, is the dude like a pedo? Did he go to Epstein Island with Prince Andrew? What's going on? um
2: well well, he says that music should not be about the people and he's saying a lot of music the people like companies are selling the people like if you have like you brought up taylor swift they're selling her and then there's the music kind of like towing behind it now he's saying like they should no one should be taking people into account they should just be taking the music however with that kind of attitude it kind of like hey don't look at me look at the music and everyone's like wait a minute you said not to look at you so i'm gonna look at you so kind of like Goes like reverse circle. I don't know. Reverse like circular logic. Yeah, okay.
1: Why are you gay? (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. What I got from this, like Rob said earlier, I got a lot of Porcupine Tree vibes mixed with like a, a fusion of Muse and a few other bands. And I just... That like when I heard Atlantic, it opened up too long just to have a boring build up and try to be heavy. There are like certain parts where the guitar crunch is what I want it to be, and then there's parts of the album where I'm just like disappointed. I'm like hooked on wanting more, and it's just like it's like a depressing like stop, you know. It, it, it's like when you're jerking off and then you see like the dude, he's finger himself in the ass and you're just like, oh, shit, man. Like, I'm not supposed to see that. And then yeah, your boner right. goes away and you're just like, oh, I can't come. But then you go, I'm going to come. And and <laughs> shit just changes, man. um What I would say about this, man, um uh, I did get the breakdown that I did want in hypnosis. Uh, I thought it was pretty damn good. But for the rest of the album, it's like Harry Potter's fucking singing me Sweet Nothings. And it's just like, ah, I, I don't like this shit. It's fucking boring. It's like Black Mirror music. Uh, four out of ten for the week, man
2: nice yeah yeah. I wouldn't I, it's not surprising to know Jomo isn't a big fan of this yeah. um, there is some lead guitar playing on this album I can't, I'm can't. i not going to try to pronounce this song name because I can't remember it but you get lead guitar playing for like 30 40 50 seconds or whatever and it's really nice it fits it fits exactly where it's supposed to be it fucking sounds great it's a standout part of the album for me and it never happens again on this record um, oh and then someone said they never play it live anyway uh, so you're never going to fucking hear it so it doesn't matter The um, song on, on here called mine which like the drummer is legit great on quite a few of these songs i like he's I, i'm saying like the song high water like like uh the drum play and the bass drum are like mvp of that song uh but then like the song like mine i'm looking through the comment section everyone's like i want this playing at my wedding and i'm like okay i got to i got to listen to mute man i need to get the fuck out of this pool that too many people have peed in it uh, and then Christ. this album ends with a song called missing limbs which it's such a weird song because it sounds like a normal song you would hear on the fucking radio there's like an acoustic guitar and it i'm like this sounds nothing like the rest of this record now, i don't have anything against it but it's weird to hear this whole put together thing from the beginning to high water and then missing limbs plays and it's like a whole different fucking band um Anyway, I thought they were above it. They're not. People love it. It doesn't really matter. These guys like just like Ghost, I-, I think like, you know, doing putting out the hints and stuff for people to solve, these puzzles for people to solve, doing the anonymous thing. Um I don't know. Like if this record if these guys went viral before this record or when this record came out instead of the next one, every song on here could have been a single and people would have eaten it up. The thing about like when people get into these bands like Ghost and stuff, I don't know, it's so weird. I don't know. Like I some dude was uh rating metal bands and he like now this is just some dumbass's uh opinion so it doesn't matter. Uh but he was like, "Oh, I give Ghost S+ and I give Megadeth a C. C." And it's like, okay. Bruh. I don't know. I like these people, they they get like, their brains get like re fucking wired. I don't know. But this, I see not like musically, but everything surrounding this band, I see exactly as it's surrounded Ghost. Uh, So they do, like in the Venn diagram, it's more like behind the scenes and the kind of image that they have, not really the music. I'll read a couple of YouTube comments and we'll move on to the next record. First one says, I've never found a band that satisfies my taste for balance, screams, cleans. Next one says, dang, this band is sick. Good mix between deftones and tool and then putting soul Get the into it
1: fuck out of now
2: here. Hey, dude there was one point on the next record where i did actually hear tones for like one second i so and i thought about this dude's comment because i i saw this before i had heard that uh anyway and then that that comment keeps going freaking beautiful and haunting and hits so hard there is a lot of haunting shit going on in this record that i do like a lot of stuff hidden in the mix too uh next one says banger after bangers Next one says, I was lucky enough to see them in concert with In This Moment. They came out hard and silent, no introduction, just started playing, and I was hooked. And lastly, the drums, bass, guitar, lyrics, and background vocals, all perfection. So yeah, I don't know, people took the fucking pill. What's up, Rob?
0: My issue is that it's not genuine. He says it has to be. Uh, he, he hides his face to because it's supposed to be about the fucking music, and then he fucking takes all the songwriting credit. So it's all him. Mm. Him, 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 him. He's the most fucking important person. Fuck him. It's not genuine. Yeah. That's yeah. all. One of the things can... I like doing most Is banging whores
2: <laughs> Yo Rob, Rob can read people though We've talked about it before I can't read people People lie to my face
1: all the time I have no fucking clue You know what though Rob what Rob, Rob sees something that we don't Like I usually That's what I'm saying I pass everyone off As like oh you're fucking Whatever um, <laughs> You're Rob, stupid Rob really analyzes people man And yeah. it's like it's It makes me uh, I'm gonna come Yeah pretty much <laughs> Okay Alright okay.
2: Alright let's uh, Yo you're right It's very true Thank you all right, let's let's move on here. Uh Take Me Back to Eden is a twelve-track record released in twenty twenty-three, coming in just over sixty-three minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, reaching number three on the UK albums chart, and contains the singles Chokehold, The Summoning, Granite, Aqua, Regia, Vor, and DYWTYLM, which stands for Do You Wish That You Loved Me? Uh producer and Frontman Vessel, excuse me, produced by Frontman Vessel. It was released on uh, may 19th 2023 by spine Farm records the album served as the final part of a trilogy also featuring sundowning in this place will become your tomb sleep token released the first two songs uh from their yet excuse me from their as yet untitled third album chokehold and the summoning in january 2023 these were followed on uh, 19 uh, january 19th and 20th by granite and aqua regia uh, the slew of releases led to a rapid increase in popularity for the band who grew from having a reportedly less than 300,000 monthly listeners on Spotify on Spotify at the beginning of January to having over one and a half million by the end of the month. The summoning in particular became one of the one of sleep tokens, most popular songs to date, reaching number one on the Spotify top 50 viral songs chart, as well as receiving over 1 million views on YouTube within two weeks. Take me back to Eden was officially announced in February, 2023 alongside the release of the fifth single Vore described uh, in its announcement as a spectacular chapter closer in the ongoing Sleep Token saga, it combines elements of various genres, including funk, black metal, electronic, pop, R&B, progressive metal, gent metalcore, and blues.
0: Rob, uh, what do you think of this album? Well, I'm giving it number one for the week. I, uh, I, I fucking I, yeah. There, there there's certain breakdowns like at the end of like Ascensionism that just fucking made me cum buckets, and I really think <laughs> that the like uh The quiet to loud thing was fucking phenomenal, and I think the songwriting improved uh on this album from the last one. I think the singer has more uh uh hooks in mind like i th- i think uh in the last album i, I there, there there weren't as many hooks. I think like most of these songs like kind of differentiate each other with like uh, 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 uh a vocal melody that fucking pops. And so I think that he's, I think he's got it on this album and uh, yeah, I love the gentiness and I love the softness and I love the, the, all of that. And uh, what was the other thing I wanted to say about this album? There was more. Oh yeah. But but, yeah, the singer is just okay to me. He has a bit of a Kermit the frog thing in his voice, which is, it's not my favorite. It doesn't ruin it for me, but it's, it's kind of a negative, but it doesn't like fucking offend me too much. It's just kind of like, you know, uh, you know, he can hit pitches and whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I hear some uh, uh, auto-tune every now and then, but I think that was, like, stylistic rather than, you know, whatever. But yeah, so, like, I think that, um, to me, this is a fucking, uh, like, like, genre that I go for. Uh, uh, I, I mean, like... I've spent the last uh, seven years b- being more f- focused on blast beats and shit like that because I'm a drummer at heart, and I want I want Ben Collar to move in with me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like historically, like um, I, I I I it's like I love classical music super soft shit cold play fucking whatever but i want it i want it a little bit more technical and like i need breakdowns some of the time and so this fucking did something for me i listened to this a lot i had a good fucking time number one for the week that's it
2: nice nice Uh, yeah so parts of this are a ton heavier than the last one but there's also like rap elements and beats on this record as well uh, and there's plenty of electronics. One thing I like that they did with the last record that I meant to bring up is they do, there's this um, analog digital <clears throat> kind of play that they do. Sometimes the the keyboard is a keyboard and sometimes it's a piano. Sometimes the drum is a physical drum set and sometimes it's a drum machine. Sometimes he is singing with his natural voice and sometimes he has an effect on it, autotune or whatever. And you kind of get, th- there's a different, like even though the two are essentially in the same you know, vein or whatever the same thing they are different if you hear a drum machine versus an actual drum if you hear a keyboard versus an actual piano they even though they're the same things going on it's still like a clear difference of, of which is which and it, it gives a nice kind of i don't know accent to the record it's one thing that i i noticed right from the beginning because the very first song in the record does start with a regular piano um and so what i'm getting at is anyway there's plenty of electronics going around here as well uh, but i do like the play with that i don't think it does it as much in this one as it did with the last one um oh this record also has like it feels like there's a different structure to some of the songs here um because like in the last one i was more just like getting lost in all the songs but here i wasn't i was kind of staying up like with them and the other one i was it was kind of like i don't know it was like the cloud where i was just kind of vibing out to it um again there's like no specific riff that i fucking love that i'm in love love with on this album there are parts like rob brought up like the end of ascensionism uh it gets like heavy as shit at the end to finish it um so that song has like rap beats in it rap and rock elements or whatever and i'm surprised they actually didn't go all in and get like a guest rapper to be on the song um so yeah so this cd got these guys real popular really quickly and their fan base is fucking huge right now um they have a huge following and i hope that they like do it for me make every one of these songs a fucking number one hit and just make like your shows incredible with that money i did watch i skipped through a a show that somebody filmed it's honestly again like i'm gonna bring up ghost it was very ghostish the whole kind of feel of the thing where you have the band playing in the background in the front man being eccentric and they're all dressed up and everything uh again the the fucking crowd was just a billion people with phones so they were fucking lame uh but anyway they sounded good and people kept uh commenting that the guy's voice has just been getting better and better and better someone said they saw him like a couple months and his voice was already like fucking better on some of the songs that they were uh in the that they were playing live uh than they were when they had seen them This album starts off with Chokehold, which is a fucking no-brainer single. Like, I don't listen to the radio, but I would not be surprised if that song gets played 10 times a day on every station in fucking existence. Uh, Granite is another song that was a single that is one of the catchiest songs that I've heard in quite a while. It was stuck in my head from the first time that I heard it. And then uh, one of the heaviest songs on this album, and so far of what I've heard in their catalog is probably Take Me Back to Eden. Uh, and I really like how like that bare, lonely piano, like actual piano comes out of some of the pieces of music and kind of like pivots the song in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just cool, like little things to add. T- when we talked about Nine Inch Nails, the downward spiral, I was saying like that mix is full of fucking mu- like, shit hidden in there. There's all kinds of stuff in there. This mix has tons of stuff in here as well. Uh, there's a comment. See, this is why like when the, when the fan base gets like at this level that they have it in people say the dumbest shit someone's like sleep token could write a song about a chicken sandwich and it would absolutely be absolutely (laughs) heart-wrenching and compelling (laughs) this song is the this song (laughs) is the pinnacle (laughs) of this of their discography it moved my entire being i'm thankful for their existence like bro go i don't know but go jerk off uh jumbo what do you think of this album shut up bitch (laughs) (laughs) this is a giant cock you better shut your mouth, or I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's what I feel about this fucking album, man. It's it's just another mashup of the last album. It's there's nothing special about it. Take me back to Eden, like th- this dude is fucking. Uh, what's the word? Pretentious, man. And I don't fucking like it, man. It, it's it's stupid. Um, the instrumentals, the, I'll get. Gi- okay, I'll give you. Uh, there's some redeeming qualities as to the instrumentals. Uh, when it comes to the traditional sense, not the non-traditional where it comes to electronic keyboard samples and shit like that. I just, it's, it's oversaturated in European music because they have no more imagination left. Um, it's, it's just, it's not good, man. The vocal power, it's, it's fucking lackluster. There's nothing that's there. Um, there's potential here, but this the lead singer's not exploring his range, man. He's really not. I don't believe his, uh but the sincerity of the lyrics, the emotion of the lyrics, the, the true art of it, it's not there for me. Um, I, I don't know, man, it, it could have gotten heavier for me. And I think I like that more heaviness. I like that Rob did show me sleep token, but it's just, it's not for me. Um, there's too many sub genres of rock. I think they even put like funk, gen, all these different fucking sub genres. And I'm just like, uh, ah, it's too much for me. Like, what is this? This is, it's just odd. There's t- the odd compositions. There's just, it has me wondering what the fuck is going on here. And as usual, I'll just state this for my opinion. I'll um, be honest with
2: you. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> okay. Nice. Right. Um, yeah so a couple other songs i want to talk about before we get out of here first like are you really okay all right so that's another song where tons of people are they're like oh i cry listening to the song fucking hard pass for me but that song does remind me of another band song i was i listened to a couple times like what is this reminding me of i can't remember go listen to it it might click for you i don't know uh another song uh the apparition that's another song with fucking rap elements in it like bring a fucking guest rapper in already i'm waiting for it like the ground the foundation has been laid just bust out just let bust the rhymes do his thing uh vor so songs like that are interesting to me screaming is great uh so the okay this is how like the ending of that song is how this band could eventually win me over yeah it's heavy they're screaming it's fucking drummy it's haunting there's piano in the mix okay yeah i'm I'm not gonna say like it sucks ass so stuff like that is how these guys are gonna end up Uh, making their way into my subconscious. Uh, This album ends with a song called Euclid. (laughs) That's how some dude pronounced it. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Um, And everyone is saying like, this song is is like a life-changing song. I will say that they bring it home. They finish the record. Uh, It's overall not my favorite style of music or set of songs but again they they have their fishing pole and their hook out and they are catching tons of shit so good for you continue killing it milk it as long as you fucking can uh but yeah this is not a band i would listen to regularly however i would constantly vibe out to uh this place will become your tomb i don't know that record just really does it for me more than this one i don't hate this record but like i prefer the other one uh, let's read a couple of YouTube comments. We'll get the fuck out of here. First one uh, th- Three certainties in life death, taxes, and sleep tokens smashing it with every song they put out. Uh, next ugh. one Call Me Late to the Sleep Token Party, but I'm damn thankful this band popped into my life this night. Next one Sleep Token really going. And dropping the song of the year less than a week into it. Uh, next one says, "I've been listening to Sleep Token for about a week, and I've been rendered speechless. I'm just now able to say this much: I'm definitely hooked by the throat, willingly. And lastly, God, their music has me white knuckling my freaking coffee cup at eight in the morning at work. Mm. Jesus, these guys are absolutely insane. Anyway,
1: there's Sleep Token. Man, Sleep Token's like a wet fart." <laughs>
2: Uh, Jovo, what are we listening to next week?
1: 18 Naked Cowboys in the Showers at Ram Ranch. Yeah, we're listening to Grant... No, we're not listening to Grant McDonald. Although I would love to do Grant McDonald. We're going to take a a step back in time. We're going to listen to, uh, by popular demand, and a gun to my head by my wife. We're going to listen to Incubus.
2: I thought you were going to say The Beatles. Okay, good. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Incubus is good.
1: No, no, no. I I can't listen to The Beatles because... uh,
0: one of the things I like doing most is banging wars. Yeah,
1: that's, that's pretty much it. Um, okay, hey, yeah, great week. We look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye bye.